Hey, how's it going? It's your boy, Boss Wahab. Just real quick, uh, the first minute of this podcast audio is kind of iffy. I was too close to the mic. I didn't have my headphone. It bounced off the red, blah, blah, blah. The point is, after a minute, it levels out. It's all great. So just stick it out. Don't be discouraged. And that's it. Enjoy this episode with my old friend, Khattab Hindi, a.k.a. DJ Cardiac. Why he fighting fighting this? Why what 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 what, what is his goal? Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Yo, welcome back to the immigrant section. How the fuck are you? What are you saying? As always, wherever you listen, watching, please smash that subscribe follow button i want to give you all the updates as these episodes drop in the studio aka calling in via zoom today we got for you my good friend khatab aka cardiac what are you saying though what's going on brother how are you doing not too bad man surviving what have you been up to covid bro oh man (laughs) i've been stuck at home but honestly it's been it's been a good time and a bad time for me just you know a good time to kind of take a little bit of a break from the from the hectic like going from one place to another into just sitting in, inside here working on music in the studio 24/7 talking to the family but yeah man just chilling are That's you still in that same setup downstairs that we used to chill at like no no you, <laughs> I, is it the same house it's the same house but uh, i had to redo the whole studio to make it actually professional so uh, i uh, i took my brother's room upstairs right next to my room oh okay yeah. and that's a studio yeah, now that's a full studio. So like I had to actually like do all all the proper work to it to make it uh, a proper studio for myself, you know. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, okay. Bro. So so then what about what about that office downstairs? What happened with that? My brother took that over fully. <laughs> God, now dude. now that's his bedroom, you know? And uh the chill area downstairs is now his like office slash chill area. So he got the better end of the stick. <laughs> to okay. be honest yeah so it's good it's it's not bad man it's just uh yeah there's nothing going on here you know hell no. yeah man i like the red you got the red out there up there oh, like yeah. it's gonna be a party any second bro <laughs> DJ and shit. that's the branding let's go <laughs> kind of believe it you know cardiac man that's sick yeah, dude bro. uh me and you we've been friends for a long time bro this is uh oh, yeah. and uh looking from the outside in um it's very impressive where you've come to. I'm not even 100% sure where you're at right now as far as I know you're making music. Uh, yeah. And, you know, COVID, obviously, you're in that um, sector that gets hit the hardest with COVID, you know, entertainment, oh, yeah. especially. You can't exist outside of gatherings, really, no, right? Not at all, man. It's been good. Yeah, for, for people that don't know, you you were actually my first friend in Canada, which is <laughs> crazy. <you know? laughs> and it's hilarious because I remember like how... Tell the story how it happened. Yeah. So when I first moved to Canada, um, as a boss knows, I knew nothing in English. Like my English right now might not be that great, but trust me, it's way better than it was before. <laughs> um, I knew nothing. And my dad was so hardcore on not sending me to an ESL student, uh, school because it was a bad school downtown. Uh, was Beale. it Beal? Beal? Yeah, it was Beal. So yeah. we went there, we did the test, and he's like, there's absolutely no way you're going to go there, right? So we decided to go to Banting where me and Abbas went. And uh, I remember it was uh, the first class of the day. Um, it was science class, Mr. McIntyre's class. And uh, I was sitting in the back and this guy in the front just looks back and like 
uh, kept like just going like this and like smiling. And I'm like, who the hell is this guy? Why is he talking to me? <laughs> so before I actually immigrated to Canada, I had such a bad view on everything. And everybody was like, hey, don't trust anyone. Everybody's going to try to bully you. You got to be hard. You got to do all this. Like so, pr prison advice, pretty much yeah, prison yeah. advice. Yeah, yeah. Like, yo, be careful. You don't know anybody there. It's like not the same as how we are here. You don't have any backup. So I was like very scared, right? Um, and seeing somebody to just like turn and like, kind of like look at me and like keep laughing and smiling. I'm like, oh man, this is the first issue that I'm going to have. That's so funny. Yo, yeah, I'm going to have to hilarious. fight this kid. <laughs> yeah. I was like, who is this guy? So I honestly, man, that class, I didn't understand a single word. I was freaking out. Remember he, he did, uh, is this Mr. McIntyre's physics or no, what it was, was this? Science. It was science. Great, was science. Uh, great yeah. 10 science. Yeah. Mm. And he gave us that like review test and out I panicked because I thought it was a test. So I like legitimately almost cried. <laughs> and I remember I went down and we're coming down the stairs and then you came up to me and you're like, yo, where are you from? And I was like, oh, I'm from uh, Dubai. And you're like, oh, you speak Arabic? I was like, yeah. And you start speaking Arabic. You're like, yo, I'm from Sudan. I was like, bro, why don't you speak the Arabic to me, man? I'm freaking out. Like, so, yeah. That's bro, I was waving that. at you in the class. That's what I was trying to do, man. <laughs> I was trying to tell you I speak Arabic. <laughs> you know? That was hilarious. Yeah. No, that was. Man, that's that crazy. Yeah, that was, that was uh, grade 10. So that was like. That was a long time ago, man. Yeah, 2007. That's wild to think. That was a long time ago. That's awesome, though, man. Yeah, man. No, that's great, man. Sure. And you, you are a test, like you are a testament to like following your dreams. You know, you were doing this music stuff before I got into comedy before, man, remember I was gung ho engineering and, oh, uh, but you always loved, you always loved comedy. That's what we did. Remember we would sit down, smoke shisha and watch comedy sets. Yeah. yeah. I that's mean, I was all we did. <laughs> I was watching. Yeah. From the get go, yeah, watching stand up, yeah. but like I, there was zero talk of being like, yo, I'm going to, oh, yeah, yeah. unexpected. Zero. Right. unexpected yeah for in all fact, of us your friends absolutely nothing like there was no yeah for people that don't know like waterloo university nanotechnology engineering you know all that <laughs> stuff and just all of a sudden like a boss is a comedian is like a big holy you know I versus mean, but me where it's like i've always loved music and i really wanted to do it and always wanted to pursue it so school for me was more of like trying to make my parents happy versus actually like pursuing a career and what and whatever I did before. Oh, that was the same for me, but I was so my mind was so closed off to the idea of of making money off of an art that I yeah. didn't even consider the possibility of uh, of doing stand up. I was yeah. just like, "Oh, this is entertainment and I'm going to become an engineer." You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like but um, but it was interesting because you wanted to be a DJ before all that shit. Yeah, man. In high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and like, and it was like people we I, and myself included. I'm not gonna. We would talk shit, bro. Like, oh, DJ. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, bro. I remember once upon a time there was not, and your dad was totally against it. So oh, yeah. it was like once upon a time you had almost every force against you, and despite all that, look where you've come, which is the best, yeah, which is the most amazing part that I look at. I'm like, man, despite all that. You like fast forward some years. I'm yeah. now in Waterloo or whatever in the States. And you're like the DJ of London, you know, like, yeah, the, man, it's been a journey. Yeah. We used to be in line for yeah. like the house DJ there now. Like, yeah. Crazy. No, it's, it's crazy, man. Yeah. Like I kind of came in a little bit later. Um, 
just because it, as you know like uh, we we were popular in school but at the same time we weren't the party people no no exactly like, we were just like mingling between yeah, people like yeah. we knew everybody but <laughs> yeah. we were really involved in like house parties and like drinking yeah, and all yeah, that. yeah we yeah. were more of the guys that would just be like sitting ah. chilling smoking shisha driving around a lot like, looking at looking at big houses <laughs> yeah looking at big yeah, exactly looking at big <laughs> bro, houses bro i literally was in london the other day bro i was in london the other day and I drove by that house. Remember when we called that hooker and told her to go to that house? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, bro. <laughs> bro, those were those were like be, being creatively bored. Bored. Oh man, we were bored. Work. We were bored, but we, we honestly had. I feel like we had more fun doing those things than just kind of being the the basic of like going to the parties every single weekend and and just drinking and doing absolutely nothing but that it was exactly you know you're right right. man adventures like a lot of people like man if if we if at that time youtube was a thing and we could have like documented and vlogged every single thing we've done i think we would we would have been in a way different scenario now oh yeah for sure for sure it would have been a completely different without a doubt Remember the ghost uh, house and the haunted hospital and all these things oh, down this road that used dude, to go. Dude, this is pure childhood, like yeah, breaking into a, a, an abandoned <laughs> mental asylum. Yeah, it's like, who does that, right? <laughs> Yeah, it's so all these things you watch on uh, uh, Stranger Things and all these like shows <laughs> we were actually doing, which is insane. Yeah, but it, it's been, it's been honestly, it's been a journey. Um, I'm not going to say it's easy. You're, you're a comedian. You know how it is. But yeah, at some point it was it was so hard because I had every aspect of life was against me doing what I wanted to do. Yeah, so I mean, you you crazy. pursued architecture for a long time. I don't know if your people know that, but you were yeah, in yeah. architecture. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, yeah. and and if you look at it, we're so similar to how things ended up. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty much, man. Pretty much. That's why when I saw what you were doing, I was like, oh, this guy. I was like, he's going to see what's going on and he's actually going to succeed at it because it's, all it takes is you just need to be a little bit smart, right? And you need to know what your goal is and you just kind of achieve it. Um, I think even even more than being smart, you got to be a little stupid is, is what it is. You got to you yeah. got to go yeah, against yeah, yeah. people's nose yeah. and people's yeah. like, no, that's not you got to be crazy just a little bit. You, you got to believe in yourself like, you, yeah, be crazy against all the odds. If yeah, you, man, we're pretty much gamblers. That's what we are. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, ga- you, gambling <laughs> on yourself is one thing versus just gambling on. Yeah. Some yeah sort but of but you know what it is like, we're, it, it is so, some sort of gambling, right? To, to go against all the odds and just it, kind of be like, no, I'm still going to do it. Like I want to try it. But it's a beautiful and, yeah, gamble though. It's it is a beautiful man, gamble. Amazing, you know what I mean? It's an amazing gamble. Yeah. Like you're, you're tired. It's crazy because I didn't feel everything that I've done until now when everything shut down and my mind kind of cleared and I sat down at home for a while and I was like, hold on, let me go back and see what's happening. And it went from like a point where you feel like you're depressed inside where yeah. you're like, oh man, this sucks. I can't travel. I can't play gigs. Can't make money. What's happening? Into the right person telling you, "Yo, man, you should look at your journey and be thankful of what you've you've done, and and just kind of like take a break, you know, take a mental break and and move on with what's coming next and be ready for it." So that's that's great, man, for both of us, you know, for both of us, you well, and comedy and me and entertainment in general. 
Well, for you specifically, I think you took a, a great step in the right direction because you were spending so much time um, and a lot of people do. It's like you you study the thing you feel like you're supposed to study. Exactly. And then so the, the vast majority of people end up sticking on that route because they already invested a couple of years in that degree, right? Or that whatever yeah. the thing, accreditate, whatever it is. But yeah. in your case, not only did you say fuck it and go a different route, but you actually went and got schooling in the new you actually yeah. went to music production because you were yeah. a dj and djs like yeah. they you guys mix and you play the hot shit and you went and like did the schooling to produce right yeah yeah engineering pretty much like audio engineering is what i did so everything it, it just it, it, it was it was a very good step at the right time was it a one-year course to do yeah it's a one year it's a five-year course in one year so they pretty much tell you at the beginning that you have no life for 12 months. You will, and, and some people don't believe it and they drop out literally within a month. Oh yeah. So gotcha. man, we, yeah. Like it's, it's one of those programs where for me from the outside, I was like, Oh, it's one year. It's just like quick. I'm going to be able to do gigs left and right. I'm probably going to be able to keep my job, you know, making some money. And within a week, man, I was like, Oh my God, like I actually can't. Because it was so concentrated that you legitimately live and breathe music. Which like, is well, what, what, how could insane. it be that concept? What's the curriculum? Like, yo, Dude, make a wait, track yeah. by tomorrow. <laughs> oh, no, no. It wasn't like this. So it, it wasn't just music production. It was audio engineering as a whole, which that opened up my mind to like, oh, my God, there's so much more to audio than just music. So for me, going into to school, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to learn how to make my music better. And that's it. But that wasn't it at all. Like I learned video production. I learned radio podcast production. I learned audio engineering as a whole for movies, for uh, music, for uh, editing, mastering, for everything that has to do with sound that they yeah. were teaching. So we had courses that like did live sound, for example. We learned how to do lighting, like live lighting, how we do the LED walls and images, how we do all these things, right? So it wasn't just music. That's why I was so intrigued and it opened my mind up to so many other uh, opportunities that I kind of wish I did before um, and opened my mind up to so many other jobs and careers in the, in the industry other than like just only being a musician. Um, Cause I, man, we, we grew up in a way where we never understood this, you know? Yeah, 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 like, exactly. We don't have, yeah, we're like, both first. We just both... engineers and, and doctors. That's yeah. all we knew. Our kids will be first generation. So yeah. like we are of the, like we're both in a place, like I don't, you're the same way. We, you, you don't have any cousins here. I don't have any cousins no, no, here. So no, it's no. like, it's just me and my brother. Whereas like a lot of people yeah. grow up where it's like their uncle did this thing and their cousin's wife is exactly. like a doctor. So you yeah. ask her what's yeah. being a doctor. Like, you know, like yeah. we never had, we just like, we're like doctor and everything else we're shooting from the hip. So yeah. it's, it's fucking sick, dude. It's like, that means whatever you end up in, you truly want it, you know? Yeah. And you love it. That's what I'm saying is uh, um, the school from time to time messages me and goes, hey, would you be able to talk to some of people that are interested in joining the school? Um, They'd like to talk to somebody who's established in the industry and they want to just kind of like relate. Would you be able to talk to them? And most of them are Arabs. 
which is very, very, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, me the, that's why they the came phone. to you, right? That's why they exactly, came to you. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And me picking up the phone and guess who answers? The dad. Yeah, Basha. Yeah. The dad. <laughs> so oh, it's like, yeah. I'm like, oh man, this is me talking to my dad, trying to convince him that there is a future in this, you know? That's so funny. So, so yeah. yeah, the first thing they ask is, is this a waste of time? Oh. And right away, like right away, they ask that question. Is this a waste of time? Um, is this a legitimate school? They just look like, at it. And you're trying to, like, eh, you're trying to minimize competition. So you're like, yes. <laughs> yeah, leave. <laughs> Without them knowing. Yes. It's yeah. like, why did this person look, leave? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> look, I'm just waiting on my refund to get yeah, out of here, exactly. okay? This is bullshit, okay? <laughs> Tell them to go engineering, doctor. But yeah, no, it, it's true, man. And uh, I see it now. You know, a lot of people are, are starting to ask about these schools and and. And me having that new information about how the industry is not just only, this is a DJ, this is a band. And there's other things where we don't question. You know, we never questioned the person that sets up the stages. We just thought it's just a random person that just, they hire. They, they know, they a, know what's best. Yeah, as a general contractor. And it yeah. comes and put a speaker up, you know? Yeah. Turns out there's math to it. There's all things that architecture came in handy for me because all the calculations that I learned from architecture was actually things that I was still learning. So all the people that say, oh, I'm going to music school, they end up leaving within the week because there's a lot of math. There's a lot of physics. There's a lot of science behind everything we're learning to the point that I was like, oh, man, I'm back in school. Yeah. <laughs> I was freaking out. You know, I was like, I'm so out of school mode that I'm like, what the hell did I get myself into? Because the first semester was so hard for me to like adapt back again. What I want to know is it, you did it for one year, almost like, yeah. let's say we'll call it a sound. We'll call it an audio boot camp. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you did it for one year. Do you look back at how you're doing music and shit before that? And like, I oh, didn't yeah, know what yeah. the fuck I was doing. A hundred percent, man. You know, what's funny is I see a lot of professional people, you know, posting videos and things like this. And I'm like, oh man, this guy does not know what he's doing or like his studio setup is not right. Or cause they teach us all that stuff, acoustic paneling, how to build a studio, how to do all the calculations for that. And me being like, holy, I understand why I had to pay a mastering engineer. I understand why I had to pay a, a mixing engineer. Cause these guys like do all that. That's surgical their world. Things, right? That's yeah. their world. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it, man, it was great. It was great. It was awesome because now I don't need to pay for that because I already paid the schooling. So it kind of like I'm but a one you, man show type of thing. Would you master your own stuff or would you yeah, still yeah. outsource to master? No, no, no. Now I'm all, I'm mixing and mastering all my stuff myself. I don't outsource anything anymore. I used to outsource a lot of things before, but after the school, it's, it's a big, big, big difference now. Okay. So, I got yeah, a bunch of great, questions. Man. So like, yeah. let's say you make a, you get a, um, how long does it take to make a track? You know, it depends. Like have... yeah, it depends. So think about it as you writing um, a set, a comedy set. Okay. Sometimes you sit down and an idea comes to your head and you're like, oh my God, I'm going to write it down. And just, you finish it within seconds. Right. Yeah. And sometimes you're like, no, I am forcing myself to sit down gotcha. and, and, and make a track to me. The way I look at it is if the idea is there, that's 80%. Truly, a lot of people will disagree, but to me, it's 80%. The idea is there. You lay it down, just a rough sketch of whatever it is, and then the surgical things come in, which Wait, is do you, the schooling. 
when you say sketch, do you literally sketch a song out? Yeah. Yes. How, how does that look? Do you have a sketch near you? Uh, like not on paper, but I sketch it on the program. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So like, I thought you meant you on know paper. What I mean? No, no, like now actual like sketching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Imagine it's just like, <laughs> yo, yeah, you'd be like, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you'd be like, sick, yo, this is when the beat drops. This is when the beat drops. <laughs> just the heartbeat, right? Yeah. Like, that's how I want it to be. No, but so it's, wait, it wait. is like sketching. So let's say you, cool. you, you have an idea, you make the track, and then mastering it from my understanding of like, you know, a non fucking audio yeah. bootcamp guy mastering in my mind is like polishing it. So it, it sounds the same wherever you listen to it. Is that, am I right? What, what is it? To an extent. So there's the step one is obviously putting the idea down and doing the rough sketch of the idea by like having the baseline in there, having the drums, having the melody, having the synths, all these things. And you kind of lay out the track being like, okay, this is the intro, breakdown, build up, drop. Mirror to the other side to have both of them gotcha. to get the whatever Balance. it is, right? Yeah. The next step after that is the mixing step, which is the longest step because you're taking raw sounds and making it change to be unique for your own track. And that's, that's the part where, how could I explain it in a better way? Um, if you, it's like taking a car and customizing it. The okay. first step you're going to do is you're going to take off all the panels, right? Gotcha. Yeah. And then disassemble. put on the new band panels. Then, yeah, disassemble, then assemble, then put everything together, then wrap the car, then clean the car. Mastering is literally polishing. Gotcha. That's what it is. So that comes at the end where you send the track that it that sounds kind of not as you want it to be. So it's not as loud, not as clear, and your mixing abilities are not there. So your ear is like not trained enough to understand how to change it from this level to this level. Gotcha. That's where a mixing engineer with the proper room. That's the biggest thing is I can sit here and, and listen to a track and go listen to a track in your house and then go into a million dollar studio and listen to a track and the three of them will sound different. Gotcha. So that's what the mastering comes in is that you need that, that mastering room, that proper studio to sit down and actually finish a track that will sound the way you see it on Spotify. Gotcha. So, so the mastering yeah. room is like uh, the truth, so to speak. This yeah, yeah. is what yeah. you hear here is the truth. Yes, that is the true sound. Exactly. Gotcha. That, that is a word, like a, a word that we use. This is the true sound in this gotcha. specific room. So, yeah, man, it's a, it's a very, I, I didn't know any of this before school. For me, it was more of like, okay, I'm going to watch a bunch of YouTube videos, learn how to make music and go with it, you know? Yeah. And then I used to be like, oh, why are labels rejecting me? Why are labels? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sounds good to me. Why are they saying this? You know what I mean? So, it's it's how you listen to the track. So most of the time, we're not actually listening to the track the way it's supposed to be listened to. But you're not going to go sit down in a million dollar studio and be like, oh, wow, that sounds uh, how it's supposed to be, you know? Gotcha. So you try to get it to that level where when you, you still master on everything else. You, you yeah. still mastered in house, though, you're saying? So no, you made your studio no. true or you send it out? No, I, I either go to a studio and rent yeah. out time yeah. and sit down and master um, or I send it out to somebody to do it. But recently I've been just renting out studio space and just kind of sitting down and, uh, and mastering my own stuff that way, just cause I, I, I like to train my ear. And during the school we had 
man, if you see the, if you see the school, you'd be like, wow, it's exactly how you picture it is. It's a, a perfect studio. You're you're looking at a perfect studio, and right behind it is just like a regular university where seatings. Oh no way! And a studio, and you're watching the the professor do the work. That's so and sick. Explaining, yeah, man, it was it was insane. It was like music surgery. Exactly, that's what it yeah. is. So I, I was freaking out, man. I was freaking out. It was it was awesome. It was a great time. You know what? I always wonder every time I see like Dr. Dre and in, in like in the studio or any of these yeah. like super high level producers in front of like the the, the board. They're in this. They're in the and there's like a thousand knobs. I'm like, do you really touch any of them? Like, isn't yeah. it? Isn't it yeah, all digital? Do. Who's touching these nuts? What are they for? Yes, yes, digital, yes. But this specific board, and I, I didn't know this either. I used to say the same thing. I'm like, man, you're an EDM and a hip hop producer. You don't need to go do this, right? Like, yeah. this is for rock or country or like any other genre where you're physically recording. But it turns out that each board has a specific distinctive sound. And these boards throughout the history are very unique and every everybody knows. So like most boards are like a million dollars, man. Like the, the ones that are uh, super historic and unique, they're like a million plus. So when you run the sound through each channel, it gives you an output that is completely different from what oh, you already inputted into the, it. The board has a signature itself. Yes, yes, exactly. So that's why when you see like if for us, like, uh mainstreamers i guess we can call ourselves when you look at the grammys you're not gonna watch best producer or like best engineer or you know what i mean you're like i, I don't even know these guys but these guys make a lot of money doing this right yeah when you look into it you'll see in the credits that this engineer engineered and uh, mastered and mixed this song using this board and that's because this board has a specific sound so they'll be like oh yeah the beatles recorded uh, using this uh, board or any other like oh. you know jay-z used this board or gotcha. Kanye used this board so that's that's what it is and man like in electronic music it's so different because when you put it through it just gives it that vintage nice sound that just for you as a, a consumer you don't really know it but it just it's nice to your ear mm. so you, you just can tell like used to it so you 100%. can tell where you can tell so so okay so there's many of those boards the boards yeah. can exist in the same board made in the same manufacturer can go out to many studios oh yeah, yeah, yeah. so you'd be like oh this went through an sx3 board you can yes. hear that sx3 sound in it yeah like, you'll be like yeah, that exactly what's exactly. the god level board is there one god level board that all the all the people be like yo is that a vfx <laughs> or like you know what i mean there's multiple but like for me uh the one that i really enjoy and it's it's one of the expensive one is the ssl and that's oh, like shit. the Mercedes Benz. SL, yes. Yeah, like that's the Mercedes Benz of like of yeah. boards. It's very expensive. It's like 750 grand to get roughly. Like that's why everyone, no one buys these things. They put them in no, a no, studio no, no. and they rent yeah, out yeah. studio. Yeah, time. yeah. You don't buy these boards unless you're like an insanely like Dr. Dre. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're yeah. Dr. Dre and you have your own home studio that is like top of the line, then yeah. But yeah, you don't go like here in London, for example, I, there's uh, multiple studios here that have really like expensive boards and you go rent it out, you know, a hundred dollars an hour, $150 an hour, and you get to use it. If you so, wanted to master your track, how many hours would you rent? Uh, it depends on the track and it depends how good the mixing is. Mm. So, so it, it, if you've done a good job, you have less work in the mastering, I'm assuming. Let me, let me say this. If you do a really good mix, you don't need to master. Uh so okay. mastering is kind of like the this 
it's fixing up the the little places you fuck up kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. So you're sprinkling that like goodness on top of it. But you're a, if you're a good cook, then you don't, you don't go need to Gordon Ramsay. Mastering is yeah. like, like the exactly. salt, I guess. Exactly. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Like gotcha. you don't go to Gordon Ramsay and Gordon Ramsay doesn't go to somebody else to like finish his dish, you know, like. Gotcha. And you just get that from training your ear, from making sure that you don't like for me now after school before remember how stupid we were when we would go, we would go to a nightclub we would go right uh, cobra for example mm-hmm. go right up to the speaker and put your ear right against it yeah, like yeah, yeah. this is sad it's like no that destroys everything this was on ssl man you can hear it bro i have the sl in the front bro it's crazy yeah so after school like man i had to actually treat my ear like this is my money maker you know so i wear now i wear uh earplugs when i go anywhere and the car i don't blast the, the music in here i don't blast the music because all this will literally ruin like the little hairs in your ear oh, and they tell you this in school oh like, yeah, yeah i, I we, know about those hairs learned, from, like, yeah yeah uh, we learned about class yeah like, exactly exactly go, so we go, went number in depth. one you need to protect your main piece of gear and then someone goes you mean the ssl it's like no yeah. your eardrum your uh, and then someone yeah. goes oh and they're writing <laughs> the underlying eardrum <laughs> we learned all the science so like there was a there was a, a science class about uh the ear and the physiology of the ear and like how to actually how sound runs through and how to protect your ear and and how these hairs when you lose them you're never going to get them back you know all these things uh, there's no like ear rep- your your body repairs everything except for your ear, which is weird, you know. And brain cells too, I think too. Yeah, and brain cells. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because drinking and all that stuff. So, um, uh, yeah, man, it was it was good. And yeah, these boards are very unique. I'm not saying you need them, you know. Very very little people. I would say like the top one percent really needs to use the boards just because they want to. Um, but you honestly don't need it. All you need right now in, in 2021 is a laptop and a nice head of um, what's called like headphones, uh, headphones. And yeah. you're, good. you're good. You're more than good. Actually. Yeah. 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 You're more than good. I, this, this acts as I would say like 80% studio. Oh, direct to the ear over the ear yeah. headphones. Mm. If you know how, how you can do this and how long your ear can last before fatiguing, and you take your time to mix it based on that, you're more than good. Well, what do you, what are the, what's the consideration for fatigues? It's up to an hour of direct mm-hmm. music. Obviously it varies plus or minus with how high the volume is. Mm. Um, but they say that after an hour, you should probably take a 15 to 20 minute break before uh, continuing. Damn. So, oh, yeah. so, yeah. so before, before COVID, you were in LA all the time. And yeah, you got signed with some people. I remember yeah. who. So it was different before. Um, when I was doing trance, um, I had a bunch of buddies in LA that were already established uh, producers in, in the trance scene. Yeah. And they helped me get signed to a record label called Spin Twist Records, which is the I think the first or second biggest side trance, excuse me, label in the world. Okay. And uh, they signed all my tracks, all my collaborations with those two guys that helped me out. And uh, yeah, and man, this was, is before this good. is before school. Oh, this is way before school. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Way before school. And so you were just back. like you were just on your computer trying to make music, right? Trying. Yeah. Well, I was. I I knew how to make music at that point because of YouTube, but it wasn't the the proper the proper. It wasn't like way. yeah. 
You yeah, want like truly... I needed, I needed help, you know, I, gotcha. I really needed help. And man, you know, like it's connections more than the actual quality it's a, of it's of everything. Stuff. It's yeah. So, so for me, it helped me a lot to be a promoter and a manager at the, at the bar here downtown and the company that I was working with, it helped a lot to open up my connection world. Right. And that's how I met these people by opening. So it, I went from just a regular DJ to being okay, the opener for every show to being the guy that controls all the tickets to being the head of special events for the, for the company. So like it was in my mind, I'm like, okay, I need to do everything it takes to be able to control the scene, to help myself yes. move to the right way of becoming an artist, you know? Gotcha. So, so that's like, that was my struggle is trying to get into that like world, you know? And then, yeah, I started going to LA, meeting up with all these guys, the loud luxury guys from London who I, I got introduced to here and yeah, sitting down in the studios, kind of like seeing how people do things and taking notes and implement it into my own sound. So, uh, what I want to know is, all those big festivals that like always have like a million, it was always exciting to see your name in those, uh, the festivals, yeah. the DJ festivals where that have like a bunch, of, they have so many DJs yeah. and like you could see, it's almost like your hierarchy. It's like an anime. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like you're the lower and the smaller your name yeah. is, the lower you are. And like yeah. you come up and your name gets yeah. bigger. Yeah, so, that's legitimately how it is. What 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 do all the artists do when they're not performing? Do you do they all hang out? Is there like a back area in the festival? Oh, like at the festivals? At the festival. Oh yeah, there's a backstage, man. Everybody's drinking, having a good time, playing games. Usually there's like ping pong or like drinking games or anything like this there. Like it depends from one festival to another, right? Uh there's food, food vendors back there for free. So man, it's it's great, you know, free for them, free alcohol. Every every artist has a rider, just like comedians. Yeah. So you well, go to your yeah, own tent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you go to your own tent. Yeah, a rider, bro. I'm doing, I'm a, the rider. The only list I'm filling out is at the open mic, bro. <laughs> Must have microphone. <laughs> well, man, the same yeah. thing. Like when I yeah, first yeah, started, yeah. nobody, you know, like yeah, I didn't yeah, even no. get to go backstage. That's they will literally game. walk me up to, to play and they'll be like, get the hell out. You know, yeah. Like, right. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it had to build up to the point where like, wow, I have my own room now, my own writer. Like that's crazy. So that's what it is. Yeah. So you have that. And then also you have vendors where some festivals will have like massage therapists there where you just Damn. go and they'll give you a massage or like those oxygen uh, uh, tanks where you go an oxygen bar, you go sit down and plug in oxygen to like wake you up. Yeah. Like oxygen rich. Yeah, exactly. So it's different. You know, ultra, for example, was, was a completely different, different case where they had different like styles of food vendors there. Um, they had like games, they had like areas where you can do photo shoots, uh, you can, yeah, it's, it's, it's endless. It's a whole different world behind stage, which is amazing, you know? So that's, what, yeah. And you meet artists like that. You just walk up and like, Hey man, what's going on? My name is this. I'm playing this stage. If you're like a smaller artist going up to a big artist, you know, are they usually cool? Be usually like they or is there some attitude out there? Well, some, some of them are super cool. Yeah. Um, it's like so with anything like in life, I guess, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's There's exactly some good, the some bad. Yeah, some would be like, don't even look at me, and some you you don't even get to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and some would just be like very cool and be like, yeah, man, come have a drink with me, do this, do that. You know what I mean? So it, it's literally you see different type of people, different times, and all that. So yeah, man. So, so a little bit ago, you said that uh, that's when you used to make. Um, 
That's when you used to make side trance. Yeah. So you you stop. What do you what do you make now? Because you're producing. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm making bass house. So the new branding now that we switched, uh, the new marketing and branding is is uh, a, a new bass house sound, um, which is a subgenre of house music. Um, and the reason why is because uh, you know how how we are. You know, like me growing up, we used to go to government and all these places, like with the water with the Waterloo guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yo, how crazy is this? I got to play beta. You know what I mean? Like, did you play beta? Bro, I played beta like four or five times. My, I was never there for that. That's because that's after. No, that's after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah, after. Yeah. That way after like school. So yeah, bro. I remember we go see Adam K and Soha. And, yeah, like, yeah. How that's, of... how crazy is that? But yeah, so I went from being in love with trance, Armin van Buren, Gareth Emery, all these people. Cascade. Cascade, everybody that was, like that does trance into honestly falling out of love with trance because it changed so much and it became just like the passion wasn't there for me to sit down and make the music anymore. So it was, I never wanted to push myself to do something that I didn't like. I, there's a reason why I left architecture to pursue music is because I love music right or i love music so the moment that happened i was like, okay i i'm now in a crossroads where i need to see where my new passion is and my new passion is is house music you know like bass house music which is the sound that i started um that was supposed to start uh, the beginning of covid that was supposed to be the year that i introduced my new marketing that was supposed to be the year that i would tour with someone and and just kind of like introduce my new sound to the world and be like, this is the new cardiac, right? So yeah. COVID kind of fucked us in that way, but it is what it is. Uh, this year, uh, we started the, the new marketing and new sound, you know, like cleared the page completely. I saw, I saw. Everything. Yeah, oh, changed damn. everything. And, usually uh, when I see, usually when I see someone clear out their Instagram page, I'm like, "Yo, this is this is like some crisis is happening." Yeah, this guy's done. <laughs> but that's, that was good because a lot of people were like, "What the hell's going on?" Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was good because we stayed quiet for like two months of complete darkness. Nothing, no, nothing posted. Not answering anything. Just kind of like keeping everybody like on their toes with like, "Okay, what is happening right now?" Right? And also it was COVID, so like. It came at the right time, you know, and I was in school and just everything worked out great, you know, and yeah, 2021 came, we uh, dropped the new marketing January 1st and yeah, last week on Friday, last Friday, I uh, dropped a new song, which is the Bass House uh, Sound. I saw so, it on SoundCloud, yeah. right? Yeah, man. Yeah, on everywhere. What everywhere was the name of it again? The Heat. The Heat. Okay. Yeah. I'll have that link down there. Y'all make oh, sure yeah. check, <laughs> check out the Heat. <laughs> the Heat yeah man so it's it's crazy but yeah dude like it was awesome that we used to go to beta and uh i remember like i we used to be in the crowd and i would just be looking up and be like man one day i want to be there you know like one day i want to play this and i got to do i got to play the last day like the closing party yeah, but, really that's with, awesome with with gareth emery i was like the direct support <laughs> for the gareth emery so that was that was amazing man it was it was a it was a very very that was, that was the time. I'm not going to lie to you. I played all the shows before, but I never understood or I never, it was never surreal for me until I hit two marks. One was beta closing and the last time, which, which is weird because I played beta before that multiple times, but I never had that. Oh my God. I well, am now you're like beta. Now, because it's the closing, you're like, damn, exactly. I used to be a fan here. Exactly. And now like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Of me just kind of like the memories, you know, I'm like, wow, me and 
you and all the Waterloo guys and just kind of like getting introduced to going there. You know what I mean? Like I remember the first time where you're like, yo, bro, we got to go to beta. It's beta, sick. Beta, <laughs> this is the beta. shit, man. Yeah. Oh, by the way, but on that note, by the way, yeah. the, what is it with like, and you probably know this better than anybody. Like, the lifespan of one of these places is five years, man. Less. Why? Why is the lifespan? Why is it so short? Why is it's, it these places can't live? Why is it North in America, London? Man. There is no yeah. place besides Frog. There's really no place that's still its same name. But even Frog changed multiple times, multiple owners, multiple everything. Yeah, but they yeah. they kept the name Frog. Usually yeah. the name changes. Rouge. Look at what the yeah. Rouge is. Nine things after Rouge. <laughs> so it's two things. It's either the owner is like a complete psychopath and just doesn't know how to run a business which clearly happens in this industry by the way a lot <laughs> yeah. a lot it's just or, anybody who has money thinks they can start a club i yeah. guess or what is yeah, it yeah yeah that's what it is and then they get uh they get derived and they're just trying away. to fuck they're just trying to fuck chicks I, I, pretty I, much I, pretty much like it, be it becomes to the point where your ego is so high as a club owner that you don't see the business it becomes a playground so think about it in a way where you're you're a legitimate business that you're trying to make money that turns into just a house party where gotcha. you're not trying to make money, you know, yeah. you're just trying to drink, do drugs and and sleep with girls and yeah. and be the man, you know, like yo, I'm going to a boss's house tonight, you know, like that's that's the difference between these that type of owner and owners where you go to like big clubs like government or revel or all these like legitimate businesses that are running clubs. But even um, government didn't survive though. Yeah, but it's the government, it wasn't even about surviving. Government, it was more about they got such a big offer to sell the land. Oh, that they or like just, a condo. Yeah, because man, look, government it was a huge, died. it was a huge place. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but the government died and then they built one of the top five clubs in the world, Rebel. Is Rebel there now? Yeah, it's the same. It's no, it's not there. It's a different location. It's where Sound Academy is. Oh, it's same management. Yeah, same same management, same owners, all that. So, which is Inc. Inc. Events, Inc. Entertainment. They they pretty much run um, Toronto. Gotcha. With everything, they own everything, man. They, these guys own. Like everything. these, are like they probably have Instagram pictures with Drake for sure, right? Oh no, no, they they <laughs> Drake calls them. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> you know, Live Nation, right? Yeah, yeah, everyone. So they're, knows Live they're, Nation. Yeah, they're part of Live Nation. Like, gotcha. they're, they're partners of Live Nation. So it's 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 a huge market for them. And also sometimes, man, like you can't. London, Ontario, and Waterloo and Windsor. It's not Miami or like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Places. I mean, Toronto's where, not even that, but it's the best exactly, we got. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah. So you can't expect a place to stay for 30, 40 years like Miami, where there's places that are just right there you know like you know on saturdays you're gonna go to xyz club you know yeah, on yeah. sundays you're gonna go to this club and that's just how it's gonna stay for the rest of eternity you know and when it closes you're like what the hell happened and it's either the owner got killed or yeah a drug a or drug they retired thing yeah, or they just exactly. completely said fuck it i don't want to do this anymore right but so that's the difference but they, can't there be a middle ground between five years and 30 years you know what i mean like a lot of these yeah. clubs in london they don't even last <laughs> Five years is yeah, amazing. Yeah, That's man. beta. In London, it's different. In London, it's different because you got to remember, we're a school year, right? Oh, true. So they can't so survive through the summer, really. That and also it's genre-based. So whatever that genre, it's genre-specific. So it's a hip-hop so, place versus a yeah. this place? So let's say 20, 2005, EDM was massive. 
Yeah. Every club you go to, they play EDM. Yeah. Versus two years ago, where I was DJing at, at, at Frog, where you, I rarely play one EDM track. Oh, it's the baby, little it's, baby. It's all French Montana, and pop, yeah. right? Yeah, like yeah. mainstream top 40 for girls and hardcore trap and hip hop for, for guys. It's pretty much Drake and Bruno Mars. Yeah, pretty much. That's yeah. literally the way to say it, right? Yeah, it's it's yeah. hilarious. You know, it's you, you yeah. play this, you piss off the guys. Yeah. You play this, you piss off the girls. Yeah. So and then and then like every that. every two minutes, some guy comes up and goes, "Yo, play Big Papa," or "Yo, yeah, yo, right? I'm gonna give you ten bucks, bro. Yo, play this, bro." <laughs> it was the worst, man. It was the worst. Yo, <laughs> like dude. people don't understand what you go through as a DJ, and every night, <laughs> like it's a, such a fucked up thing. But yeah, that's that's what it is, man. That's what the industry is. So if you if you're not willing to adapt, you will forever be that comedian or that artist that just like grows old. Gotcha. And in this kind of industry, it's not a, like an artist where you can live with five hundred dollars. You know, you have rent, twenty five grand a month. You have electricity. You have. Well, I don't know uh, where you're employees. looking for twenty five grand yeah, yeah, a yeah. month. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like good places in uh, in London, man. It's it's very expensive. What? Where yeah, in London is 25 grand a month? There is like, I'm pretty sure. That's like sure. a studio rental, maybe. Not a <laughs> fucking apartment, bro. No, no, not apartment. I'm talking about the club. Uh, oh, you're talking about a club lease? Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, I'm talking about, talking about a, a club lease. Renting your house. No, okay. no, no, no. How what? Where, where are you going to find that here? <laughs> I was like, what? People are freaking out paying $1,100 for an apartment. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. So that's that's what they're paying, like 25? God damn. Yeah, man. There's some places that are like in the 20s. So you can't you can't survive if you if you don't have a packed house you know and then you you also can't survive when you have so much competition that is not aligned with you so you're not on the same page so they try to take away your customers by giving free stuff right gotcha so okay. it comes down to without mentioning names it comes down to the what's called to the to the war of like yeah it's like you either you all eat together or die everyone dies or you exactly. eat together exactly yeah. And it, yeah, and a lot of people here own the land. Yeah. So it's different. Like the barking frog, they own the land. Oh, that's what. Okay. So the frog's been there so long that they're not leasing, they own it. And that's yeah. why they're the only ones that still have that name because they can yeah. actually survive financially. Yeah. Because they own the land. So regardless of what happens, they can easily sell the place and gotcha. make a lot of money. Right. So when by them closing down, they're not really losing money. Gotcha. Cause like, look at Rouge, look at Mansion, oh, yeah, yeah. Those look are, at yeah. this, look Done. at that. Cobra, like Factory, yeah, Cobra. yeah. Um, Pro, like there's so many places just open and close, open and close, open and close. And it's, it's because it's, it's leased out and the person just either fails and doesn't have that big backing in their bank account to be able to just be like, you know what? No, it's okay. I'll keep going. Yeah. Or yeah. Or owns the line. So it, it sucks, but it's a very shitty business, man. <laughs> so now so so pretty much you focused into the production side of things you were in oh, the yeah, like yeah. management operations now it's like pure music creation yeah yeah so, now that i have my management and i have the agency and all that stuff and the labels and i don't need to worry much about that um so, so what's next my, for you my mind is clear Ah, uh, man i don't know with covid uh, right now we're focusing on putting out as much content as possible me and you were talking about this like how hard it is now with content so yeah that's honestly what i've been working on you know trying to do some youtube trying to do some tiktok uh trying to, i'm trying to figure out a concoction of like something that i can do that will make me kind of unique at the same time following what the mainstream people are doing 
Yeah, it's so like you hard, create man. your own space somehow. You exactly. find your little nook. Exactly, which you have done, man. Like hats off to you. Like I, I follow everything you do. I follow your TikTok. I follow your Instagram and all that stuff. Like the things that you're doing, you have focused on something that I don't think anybody else have done so far, which have gone really good. You know what I mean? Like that whole immigrant Sudanese Arab uh, Muslim. Thanks, guy. man. It's, it's funny amazing. how you see it working, and from my point of view, I'm like. Fuck, I gotta figure out a thing. <laughs> you but yeah, I mean? but you I'm see me working. Like, yeah, you see my thing working, but in my mind, I'm like, I'm a freaking loser. I don't yeah. know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it sucks. Yeah, that's what it is. But that's why you have close people to you that tell you, you know. Like for me, my management is huge because they're the ones who are like, bro, put it out. What are you doing? You know, like the three videos that I put out on Instagram. I was like, no, man, that's not good. Like, I'm not going to put out. They're like, bro, put it out. Yeah, what are you yeah, doing? Just that's... put out content. And it's just you as an artist. It's, it's your, your, your biggest crick, uh, critic. Critic. Oh, 100%. 100%. And I am the worst with that, Abbas. I'm the worst. Like, I would listen to a track and be like, this is absolute trash. And just throw it out. This oh. is before my management. Bro. And it sucks for me because I, mean, I, I was never able to put out anything. It, it As really it happens, sucks. man, I I know a rapper right now in the city. I'm not going to say his name. He's my buddy's buddy. But I'm like, this guy's been fucking working on this album. I'm like, bro, at one point, put this shit out. It's your yeah. first thing. Yeah. It's like, you, it's never going to be perfect. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's never going to be perfect. You got to put it out so you, you have a reference point of where you were, right? Yeah. You have yeah. to do that. Like, yeah. you, we think you keep whittling away at it like, yo, I... Uh, I'll do it when it's perfect. Like, that's what I was thinking. Like when I first started, wanted to do stand up, bro. I, I was writing jokes for months and I wanted, yeah. and I found out where I could go do an open mic, yeah. but I was scared. I was scared to go because I was like, yeah. oh, I was scared to bomb. I was scared to do poorly. But yeah. and I kept being like, oh, once I have this five minutes written proper, then I'm going to go. Well, and then eventually, yeah. And then eventually yeah. I just like, I told that story, but like one, I, the universe just somehow lined it up where like I was in the same room with Dave Chappelle. And I took I that know, as a so fucking sick. sign from God that I yeah. was like, Oh, I got to start doing Do it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. Same so for me. Like, man. Same for me. You, it's, you it's gotta insane. put it out as you go, but it's like, but it's also tough, man. It's like, cause, cause you, you, you feel like your audience has the best memory. Like, yes, oh, this is only 80%. I'll yes. they'll never forgive me if they yes. see it like this. And they don't. Yeah. People forget immediately. Everyone's dropping content. And man, you people's know? quality is different than your quality, right? Way when different. You're, when you, when you're your an work. artist. Yeah, yeah. When you're an artist looking at, at your work, you're like, this sucks. But then you send it to somebody and they go, oh my God, this is amazing. What is wrong with you? And that's, man, I tell this to every up and coming artist, like that the people that DM me all the time. And they're like, yo, uh, what do you think of this? I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm like, listen, if you, perf which is my, my issue before, which is what you said, if you're trying to make something so perfect, you're setting yourself up for disappointment exactly. because you're going to put it out when you think it's perfect. Then everybody will be like, this is trash. And you're going to be like, Oh my God. And go into that deep hole of freaking freaking out and not thinking you're good enough. So I, now I'm just like, you know what? No, man, I'm just put out anything. You know, if I think it's good enough, Show it to multiple people. They agree with me. Put it out right away.
Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That, that, that's, it's like that's girls. My... Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a rejection, you know? <laughs> remember? We used to go to class. It's a numbers game, bro. It's a numbers game. But, but do you remember when we used to go to Rouge and get dressed up in freaking suits? And be oh, like, my God. No, no, no. You would have girls. a tie. You would have a tie. I wasn't that much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, you yeah, and Dylan. Chesty. Yeah, me and Chesty. Yeah. Well, full on ties thinking that were the jeans. <laughs> you know, that fucking takes me back. That takes me back. That's beautiful. Fake IDs and everything, man. That was hilarious. But yo, like, for me, though, my standard with stand-up is still just as high. Like, I have 20 videos or 20, maybe 25 videos of me doing sets on my laptop. And none of them, like, I posted one. One of them that was, like, to my liking, I posted it. But every now and then, I'm like, man, I have so much. I could post. I I put it on, and I'm just like, I just cringe and I close it like and then other people watch it. They're like, yo, this is the funniest shit ever. And I'm just know, like, man. I can't even watch it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Same. Same with me, man. It's I make videos like uh, YouTube videos. I wanted to do like tutorials and things like that where people ask me, you know, like, bro, can you please put out a tutorial? And for me, I'm like, this is the dumbest thing. Like everybody knows how to do this. But no, I'm saying this because I'm a professional, right? I'm like looking at something being like, this is easy. I'm not going to put it out. And then people asking me questions. But then I I record it and I'm looking at myself and I'm like, oh, man, I look so fat. Oh, man, I don't look good. Like this sucks. No, I I can't. I made a mistake here. This. And that's why for the longest time, it took me forever to put out a podcast, like a, a mixed po- podcast. Yeah, and I, I just started this just year. one, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, just this year, because man, it got to the point where I would listen to the mix and I'm like, no, this is trash. And then I would send it to a friend of mine who's a raver, you know, or send it to my manager and they would go, yo, this is amazing. Put it out. And it just got to the point now where I just make it and don't listen back to it. I would send it first to my manager be like, what do you think of this? Because they need to eat, right? So gotcha. if something is wrong, they're not going to be like, this is good, put it out. They yeah, need yeah, to make money you. too. Yeah. So it has to be good quality stuff. So when she goes, this is good, I would listen back to it. And gotcha. be like, okay, okay, I can maybe fix this here, you know? like, And just do my tweaking then. So yeah, that's my you, concept now. You spiral. Well, the yeah. longer it oh, yeah. stays with you and other people don't get a look at it, it yeah. spirals in some direction of negativity. Yeah. This is nothing. Oh, and you're focusing on like I listen to a lot of uh, I'm a big Tame Impala fan like yeah. Kevin Parker. And if yeah, you, yeah, yeah. and if you were like you having studied all this audio stuff, you probably love uh, Kevin Parker because this guy does everything he does. Yeah. Every instrument, the mixing, the fucking curating mass, everything does everything. But it's like he'll talk about I, I heard him on a on an interview. He goes, he does the vocals for his uh, tracks. And he's like, dude, though, this one vocal, I forget how many takes I did. But I remember I remember when it was like, this is take one thousand and seven. Like he's just trying <laughs> to get the perfect like. And then I ran away. <laughs> yeah. And then I ran away. Hey. Then yeah. I ran away. Then yeah. I, ran, you know what I mean? A yeah. thousand plus yeah. times, bro. Yeah. Just perfectionism. It, 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 perfectionism can go negative or positive. Oh, bro. It can. And like, I feel like it goes negative easier. More <laughs> negative than positive. Because yeah. if you don't have that stop button. That's man. what I'm saying. You have a great system of being like that. That's what yeah. I like nowadays with acting. So it's like very yeah. similar to you with music is probably yeah. me acting. Yeah. Because I'll audition. And I'll prep, I'll memorize the lines, I'll feel it out a bunch of times, and then I'll get a version that I like, and I'll send it to my yeah. agent, and my agent will be like, 
I'm not going to submit this because this is going to hurt you rather than help you. Yeah. <laughs> or she's going to be like, yo, you nailed this. This is a strong read. Yeah. And I'll be like, like legit feedback. Get yeah, once yeah. you're yes. like, yeah. I don't think, I think I'm just spinning wheels. I don't think yeah. I'm actually making a difference anymore. This needs to leave my lap for now. Yeah. 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 So you know what I do? I have a Facebook group, a private Facebook group. And I just added a bunch of uh, like music fans to it, you know, up and coming producers, music fans, uh, my management, all that. So when I make like a, a demo per se, I'll just put it there. Hey, what do you guys think? And kind of see what everybody, you know, some people are like, oh, I give it eight out of 10. Oh, I give it five out of 10. Oh, I give it three out of 10. And just kind of being like, oh, I don't like the baseline here. I don't like this. I don't like that. I'm not saying I'm taking every single one, but I kind of average out what people are, are thinking. What they're saying, gotcha. Yeah, it's like R&D. Like that's yeah. my mar market right there. And I'm just gotcha. doing R&D. And, and yeah, that's it's like a focus group. Now. It's a focus group. Pretty much, pretty much, you know, like a round table focus group yeah. on, on Facebook. They're like, <laughs> I don't like the vocals. And then the other yeah. person's like, I yeah. love the vocals on my favorite part. It's like, yeah, <laughs> it's funny because they fight in the comments too. So it's like it's hilarious. So it comes some sort of a comedy to it. But at the same time, yeah, it helps out, man. So it's, it's pretty dope. How is acting going for you? Not good. Not good. You know what I mean? Acting is, uh, it's funny. Actually, I just hit up my uh, agent today. I was like, because it's such a numbers game. Like I've auditioned hundreds of times. You yeah. know what I mean? Fucking. Yeah. And it's like every audition is getting stronger. But at the end of the day, the truth is that I got into acting to make a buck. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah of course. To pay my yeah. rent and. Yeah. First of all, I'm good at acting. I just, I am good at acting. I just yeah. naturally am good at acting and I've yeah. gotten way stronger since I've trained, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, I'm in love with stand up and acting doesn't compare to it, but it's like it all feeds into the same beast. Cause now yeah. that I've had to, um, now that I've had to pivot away from stand up because of COVID, all of these videos I'm making are like little acting lessons every time. Like I'm just trying to, I'm always working away at it. And, and it's not the same as doing a scene, but yeah, all of it is coming together. It's improving, but still I haven't, I'm, I'm getting closer to booking shit. You know what I mean? But I'm not acting is the key is you just, you got to do your auditions and just fucking forget about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Have zero expectation. And the worst is sometimes you get a role that's so perfect. Like I just auditioned for a guy named Raheem. He's yeah. fucking, he's trying to, he's like, he works at like, I, I don't know if he works at a mosque and he's trying to fuck a nun who's at the church across the street or like, and it's a comedic part. It was, bro, it was hilarious. And I killed it. I've became this guy. It was perfect. Yeah. That is the hardest time where it's yeah. like to just be like, okay, now forget about that. Cause deep down you're like, Oh, I want that. So yeah. Bad. It's like, I'm so invested in this, but chances are 99% chance. You're not going to get it. So it's like, you have to protect yourself. You know, and I, I completely that's the same with me sending it to a label. It's like emotional like, protection. Perfect. You yeah, know, it's emotional. Yeah. But you got to be like, I'm not going to hear back from them, but I sent it. But I'm not going to hear back from them. I I'm tell my manager, don't tell me when you send stuff. Tell me when they reply. Exactly. That's literally what I say. Exactly. Uh, here, take this. I think it should go to XYZ uh, label. Uh, let me know if they reply. And I just that's it. Done. You know? What's she the trajectory? Like, how does it work for you? So let's say you make a track. Yeah. The track's fire. Uh, and we're talking non-COVID times. You, you make a track. The track is fire. How does it work? Because, like, it seems to me in, like, the rap game, it's like you release a track to hype up the album, right? 
Yeah, it's different. It's different in those. Uh, it's it's very different. EDM is very different from uh, any other genre. So in EDM, you're more inclined to do singles at the beginning to build your name, and then possibly an EP. Gotcha. And then an LP, or most people just stay with track with EPs. Yeah. Okay. Um, an album would be like if you're like Tiesto, Armin Van Buren level, where every like you song have will go off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like you have that millions and millions of people audience that would just you put out a fart and people would be like, "This is top ten." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it doesn't and matter you, at and, that level. And you can afford the studio time because I'm assuming oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it comes teams. down to also affording the studio teams, time. Teams, right? man, teams. It's not even studio time. It's teams, teams of people that will take uh, something garbage and make it insane. You know, like they'll take a Honda and make a Lamborghini. Like, it, so you're it saying Armin doesn't make his own music? Well, he says that he has a studio partner, you know, like a 50-50 studio partner. Like he says that. So he and comes up with raw ideas, gets them yeah, to yeah, like, send and hands yeah, it off? Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people in that position, like I don't expect them to sit down in the studio 24-7, you know what I mean? Because I'm not saying they don't know what they're doing. They do know what they're doing. You know, they know exactly what they're doing, but it comes down to the point where what makes you money is touring. So would you take six months off of making money to make an album? Or would you tour the whole year and kind of make ideas that are 60% of every track and then all you need is mixing and mastering. So you send it to an engineer to kind of like do the rest of it. You know? So where, where do you do it? Like a lot on state, where in your hotel, where do you do that 60%? Yeah, yeah, everywhere, bro, everywhere. You're on a plane, quick on your laptop, in the hotel, between gigs. Like I've seen people mm. that are on the grind where they don't even talk backstage. They take every single little second of their time when they're on tour to do something for their own brand, whether it's sleeping to like get that five minute nap to, that makes the biggest difference to them, whether it's working out, whether it's like eating and making music, whether it's planning their next set, whether production, whether video editing, whether talking to an agent, whether, you know, like uh, some people are like that on a hardcore grind of like, like this, every, I'm, on, I'm working, you know, every second has to serve me in some yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and that's the best mentality. And that's the mentality that a lot of people don't have is because you got to think about it. Like this is your career, you know, you as a, a nanotechnology engineer that got hired in the States, you were doing nine to five, right? By the way, you saying that I have, that's, I swear, that seems like a different world, bro. It is. That seems like it a is. different world completely. It is. Nanotechnology yeah, engineer. Yeah. <laughs> Me? What? <laughs> but think about it this way, Abbas. When you were, when you were hired there, it might be different because you were, uh, you were loved by a lot of people as your bosses, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, but a normal human being would work nine to five and be like, this is my job, you know? Like, I'm not going to drift off and text or I'm not just going to stare at the screen and not do anything. No, so no, no. these artists would take that seriously being like, hey, Passionate I people do that. my time. Passionate Sorry? people operate like that. Yeah, Passionate exactly. exactly. The majority yeah, yeah. of people do operate on nine to fives, operate exactly how you just said. Yeah, they, they don't will be fun. on their phone as long as possible. They True. will yeah. do all of their Amazon yeah. shopping because they know every every job is nine to five structured, yeah. 40 hours a week. But in reality, yeah. what do you really need? Four hours yeah. a day yeah. to probably, maybe even Finish less, everything. to get everything yeah. done. And yeah. the rest, you have to be there. So 
look busy you know? and you know if you're not if you're not if you're done they'll give you another assignment yeah you're not gonna so be like hey <laughs> yeah. i finished the thing i'm, I'm yeah. really early what else yeah. can i do you know yeah, like yeah. that guy even gets tiring for your boss the yeah, boss is just like true. go chill for a second Fuck. yeah yeah like leave me alone i'm not trying to do that much work <laughs> yeah this isn't yeah. school anymore you brown yeah. noser you know what i mean there's no 100%. cloud and happy stickers for you chill that's true so in music, a lot of people think, okay, well, you're doing a career that you love. You're working on your own time. This is the biggest thing that pisses me off from people is when they say, you're working on your own time. You get to do whatever you want. It's like, no, I'm working triple the time because my industry, I'm not getting paid for if I don't bust my ass off. You know what I mean? Like, I don't get paid good until later on That's when how I works. make it big. That's so, how it works. Exactly. Yeah, and, and that, man, that, that was a huge motivation for me. That was a turning point for me to see those people being like, hey man, yeah, nice to meet you, but I really gotta run, I gotta do work, you know? And I'm like, what do you mean? You just you just headlined a festival, you just got paid $250,000, what are you talking about? And be like, no, no, I, I have an after party to go play right now for 30 grand. I also have to take a flight right after and go land and play a beach party for 25 grand. I'm like, what <laughs> like so you're not sleeping eight hours yeah so you're not stacking. working yeah you know what i mean they're like no i don't need this break you know i'll, I'll take a week once a year and and sleep and chill and relax but but look I'm what happened to avici look what happened to yeah. avici yeah, yeah yeah you so get like, burned out yeah exactly so it bro it's a balance it's like you said it, it exactly it, chris rock said it perfectly when you have a job all oh, this fucking there's too much time. Time's going too slow. Fuck, yeah. it's still one. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. But when you have a career, there's not enough time in the day. It's quick. Bro, quick. I don't make a... I, I mean, I make a little money doing some of random shit, but yeah. for the most part, I'm putting in like... I don't even know. Between this podcast, be, between posting every day, between having YouTube shit, between yeah. auditioning for shit... Yeah. Bro, I don't even know how many hours I put in. Like, it's I crazy. I don't even count it. I, I don't even think about the hours. But at the end of the day, I like yeah. to think of it as once I get paid, I'm getting paid for every one of these hours for all exactly. these years. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You'll you'll it, when you. Yeah. The more work you put, the better it is, you know? Yeah, exactly. Which is which is amazing. But I agree with you, man. I wake up, I go to the washroom, I get ready for the day and I sit down in the studio and then I lift my head up after being in a coma like work and I look at the time and 10 hours passed. And I'm like, what? I haven't eaten. I haven't like did this. I haven't done that. So like I had to adapt of like putting snacks next to me, putting water next to me. Because like when you're in that zone of just like there, you don't leave. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And the zone is the best. Yeah. Baby. Oh, it is the best. Zone. I love it. I love it. But but again, it's the passion, right? If you weren't passionate about this, there's absolutely no way. You will think, when is my next break? Yeah. <laughs> when am I going to go to wash them next? You know, like looking at your phone every two seconds, trying, begging for somebody to text you. You know, yeah. like now if somebody texts me, I'm like, yo, get the fuck out of my phone. Like, what are you doing? I don't want to do this right now. Obsession so, pace. But it is. I still have the tendency to be like, oh, I want to go check. <laughs> notifications on tiktok or this so i put my yeah. phone down i go i'm i gotta do a two-hour sprint phone yeah. down yeah nothing else but like it's crazy man i'm yeah. uh it's I'm, I'm right at the point where where stuff could start paying off any second now i'd be happy you know what i mean like i've been like all of covid bro i've i i look yeah. back i'm like i think i put out maybe like 200 videos yeah, plus yeah. this COVID, like, like just like ideas. Yeah. yeah. 
all totally different ideas. And I'm like, damn, man, that's, that's once stand-up comes back, I'm going to go look at all my most banger like videos and make bits out of them. Uh-huh. That's how it works now. You have the biggest audience, uh, what's called, uh, focus circle. On yeah, TikTok. focus group. Yeah, it, yeah. Is, it is. The internet doesn't the lie. Best. That's the internet doesn't lie. Best. TikTok is ruthless. Oh, <laughs> so like, oh bro. <laughs> ruthless. Oh, bro. <laughs> bro, you should go look at, bro, sometimes what I love is I'll, when I get a viral video, sometimes it'll spark uh, like a like a conversation in the comments. That's that's like a beast by itself. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, it yeah. is. People yeah. are going crazy talking about religion or something like, and I'm like, oh my I God. I love the comments. I love the comments. I can't even keep up with them. I'm just like, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> but sometimes, but I like making, I like them making my comment analytics way higher. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so sometimes sure. the weird conversation will die down and I'll be like, guys, come on. <laughs> yeah, spark it back religion, up. Which religion is best? Come on, get back to it. <laughs> you I just want to be like, the bear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just want to message, just be like, it's like poking a tiger. It's like Christianity ain't shit. Yeah. <laughs> and go. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, exactly. A hundred percent, man. I see this. I I see this all the time, like on TikTok, and I would see something, and I'm like, oh man, I completely agree with you, but I'm just gonna disagree with you for the sake of disagreeing with you. Oh, it's and so just fun. Just start shit. Yeah, it's amazing. No, TikTok is is huge, man. You're you've actually established an insane, massive base on TikTok, which is amazing, and your videos are actually very unique. Like they're super funny, man. I yeah. laugh. You know, like I fit. I, you know how we are. We grew up watching the best stand up comedy. Yeah. So for me, I watch a lot of shit and I'm like, this is fucking stupid. You know, I'm like, this is so stupid. I'm never going to like, I don't laugh. But then I watch your stuff and right away, I'm like, yo, this is actually hilarious. You know, bro, it's tough because it's like I could do I could follow the trends and get views yeah. because when you follow the trends, the algorithm favors you. When you do the trend, you know, everyone did that yeah. TED talk trend that's on yeah, TikTok yeah. now. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, what's mine going to be? And I was like, fuck it. The only reason I want to do it is because I know I'll get views for it. So yeah. I said, fuck that. I, I canned all that shit. I'm like, I only will make a video that I'm not embarrassed to post on yeah, Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Which you is, know, because some thing. TikTok videos I'll do that. I, I like, oh, I can't put this on Instagram. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, you have a personality, you know? Exactly. Like, yeah. And you it's don't like, want to go against just, that. Exactly. So I'm like, th- that was once upon a time. Now it's like, if I make something, I. I has to be, I'm fine with putting it all. And people will probably be like, no, that's stupid. Make the content that's native to each app and follow yeah. the trends. And you could do that. That'll get you pure numbers. But like, <clears throat> what if I got a million followers right now? What the fuck would it do for me? Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. I'm still, yeah, yeah. I would just be trying yeah. to sell merch. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, it just kind of makes, it makes no sense because you have a bigger image than just that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, the the followers point. will come as my, yeah. like, uh, comedic acumen increases. Like as exactly. as my stock in this game grows, my followers will grow. So it's yeah. like it's just a reflection of where I'm at. I don't have to be beat myself out of shape to be like, oh, I'll follow the yeah. trend so I can get fuck all that shit. And you also don't, yeah, you don't want to change the image that people know you for. I re- I realize that if you do that, like you will you will lose that's, a lot of people. Yeah, that's that's uh short term gains. Yes, long term. Uh, that's a long-term bummer with short, yeah. you're putting the short term first. Yeah. 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 Which is stupid. Like I, I have fights with, uh, 
uh, with somebody in my management all the time where it's like, I'm like this, I'm not going to post a video of me jumping around. This has nothing I to know. do with they're my like, personality. And they're, they're like, like, yeah, but this trend. is, yeah, this will trend. This will it's, go off. I'm like, yes, but it's not cardiac, my personality. Cardiac, listen to me. Cardiac, <laughs> listen to me. By the way, I love that shirt. Uh, oh, listen, shit. this is the jump challenge. All right. Cardiac. All right. I have to That's, change the battery. <laughs> Bro, bro, we're, we're, we're at the end here anyways. Okay, so we're we have a up. lot. Yeah, you can grab from, from this screen. I'll look no, down now. What I was going to say was, uh, I had just one more question. I was wondering, do you, ever see, do you ever see yourself performing in Iraq as a DJ? Do you ever see yourself <sighs> performing in the Middle East? What do you think about the future of, <clears throat> like, what do, you, do you ever think about that? Like, will do, the Middle yeah. East catch up in, like, 20 years time. and i'm not talking about like dubai abu dhabi yeah you're I'm talking about forget, the, the real... i'm talking about the actual middle east not just yeah. the not just the the uae you know man i think about that all the time you know that's something that pisses me off all the time it, it doesn't piss it piss me off as much as it, it it makes me sad right yeah that i'm like okay i see all these people that are from like holland or like from the netherlands or like from paris or from all these countries where they have their base crowd for supporting them in their own motherland, right? Yes. Like for us, sure, we're Canadian, but it would be nice for me as an Iraqi born to be like, oh yeah, my backing in Iraq is crazy. I can go to Iraq to Baghdad and sell out a show. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, How that is like that? Yeah. That is such a goal for every artist, I feel like, is to sell out like their homeland, you know, like this is my motherland. I would like to sell out. I don't see it happening in our countries, unfortunately, uh, at least in our lifetime, man. Like, I think with, maybe with in our lifetime, but later on. You think? You think like yeah. when? Like when we're 60, 70? See, I have, I have, a, like, I, I don't I'm know. Not, I don't want to ever, I'm never going to perform <laughs> in Sudan if Sudan, until Sudan cuts off the Sharia law. Like it has to cut off. Sharia law before I can perform there because I'm afraid I'll just get they'll run up on me, bro. Like, but that's what I'm saying. That's another thing is I can't go to Iraq, right? But music is so, one thing, bro. But stand up and talking shit. Let's say making oh, an yeah, Islam yeah, that's joke. A whole different thing. Imagine yeah, making an yeah, Islam yeah. joke where there's yeah. Sharia law that you could literally be like, there's death scenarios. <clears throat> yeah. No one is gonna yeah. pull you off a stage for doing trance or, no, no, or yeah, house yeah. music and yeah, kill yeah. you. They True. just might be like, yeah. we don't do this. But like, what am I? Imagine me making a. Prophet Muhammad joke. Imagine yeah, no, that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That would be, you're, you're finished. But you're man, right? for, same thing for me, you know, like a lot of people will think this is like a big haram thing for me to do music, right? So maybe I would go in Baghdad where they would book a show for a thousand people and then some guy decides that I'm going to be a suicide bomber today. Yeah. Okay. And go, you know, like, and to, like, I'm going to tell you this, which is, a very scary thought. And it, I had it one time and I started freaking out, like panic mode freaking out. Yeah. I was DJing at Frog. Just loving life, you know, DJing. All my friends behind me, like it's packed. Yeah. And then I just paused for a second and I was like, we don't have metal detectors outside. Anyone can walk in with a gun right now or with a bomb and just be like fuck Kitab, fuck cardiac he did this he did that and just completely take me out well anybody Dude, that they thought, could just, yeah for sure you know, that bro. thought i started panic i literally panic i went to the management the, the literally right after my shift and i was like yo we're getting metal detectors and you guys are searching everybody 
I was like, I am not taking a chance of a guy walking in with a gun and just pissed off and starts shooting. Yeah. You know what and I mean? I like, wouldn't necessarily shoot you. In yeah, fact, think anybody. about it. You'd be in the best case scenario. You have bird's eye view, bro. You no, but did. that's what I'm saying. I'm the easiest thing to spot. Vice versa, though you see him. Yeah, coming. well, yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. you see hundreds of people. You don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah, you're yeah. more focused, right? Yeah, but to yeah. me, I'm like I'm I'm on the spotlight. Like the spotlight is on me. You know, I'm higher than everybody. Yeah, I'm right there. If I pissed off somebody or like someone's girlfriend lied and went and was like, oh yeah, cardiac is yeah, the guy that I cheated with. You know what I mean? Like you don't know, bro. I got my tires sl- uh, slashed before. I got people like sending me like notes and stuff like this saying i'm gonna do this to you they're like they're like go back to side trance bitch but yeah, but it's yo, a scary thought, bro. It's bro, it's thought. fucking scary shit, bro. Let's hope none of that stuff happens, man. I, yeah, Let's hope none it. of that. And thank God we live in Canada. At least it's a little bit more difficult for shit like way that. Way better, man. Yeah, yeah, way better. Like, that's that's a very big plus for us. So it's, it's a good thing for but sure. But, bro, this has been an amazing combo, man. Oh, I've amazing, learned so man. much shit here about the music. That A lot of this <laughs> stuff I wanted to ask for a minute, to be honest. Yeah, no, 100%, man. Yeah, it's, it's really good to catch up, man. We haven't seen each other in, like, ages. <laughs> in a minute, yeah. Ages. But, yo, uh... Real quick, tell the people where to find you. Yeah, so you guys can find me, my music all over mainstream media. So Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, YouTube, SoundCloud, anything you do it, just Cardiac, uh, K-H-A-R-D-I-A-C. You can find me on all my socials, Cardiac underscore. And yeah, send me a DM, send me a message if you have any questions and check out my music. Thank you. Oh, yeah, as always, in the description, I'm going to put the link for your IG awesome. and I'm going to put the link for the heat, the new track, your sound, your uh, probably, probably your Spotify link for it because I like Spotify. Yeah. No problem. And uh, yeah, yo, from my end, if you want to support the podcast directly, check out patreon.com slash the immigrant section, get bonus episodes, behind the scenes stuff, all that. And if you haven't subscribed or you're watching, make sure to smash that subscribe button. Get on yeah, that. Smash and if you're on Apple <laughs> iTunes, click follow and hit it five stars. Spotify, you know you're going to click that follow. It's all the same thing. The same little thing at the end every time. But yo, this has been a pleasure, brother. I'm going to hop off the record, chill around, okay? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Everyone, thanks for watching. Love you all. Till next time. Peace. Peace.